we should be live. Well, there we go. Welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. It's a live stream. I see that uh, Pex is our first uh, live stream viewer showing up in the comments. There you I go. See Hi, He's such a trooper. Yes. So as if you couldn't have guessed, if you haven't seen the title to this, I have Alyssa Faden, probably uh, one of the most sought-after cartographers in the RPG field at this moment, and uh, probably a world-renowned war gamer, but we won't go into that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, try, we'll touch on it later. But uh, Alyssa, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm having a ball. We haven't even started, and I'm grinning ear to ear. I'm just so jazzed right now. Well, like, like you said, you know, in a few minutes we were hanging out before we started this uh, live stream. Normally at conventions, we get a chance to sit down, we talk, uh, we catch up. And uh, due to the world of COVID, which I don't, nothing else you can call it, but, you know, uh, the, the pandemic has closed down in-person conventions. And, and we just haven't had that chance to catch up. And it's, I miss it, to be honest. I, I, I miss it too. And I didn't think that I would, um, but I genuinely miss it. And I think, I think my brain, I, I, I touched on this like earlier on in a PM to you, but I think my brain must be like just ready to like start hanging out with friends again, because I dreamt of you last night. We were doing this podcast in person. Jack and I came to your house. You and your darling wife met us there at the door and you had a little mini convention going behind your scenes you know and it's like so my brain must be i want to get back in person with these people so bad oh, hell yeah and and you know what and it's funny too because uh i had thought prior to the world of covid uh joe the lawyer uh who many of you know we're going to be starting a podcast uh live stream every other friday starting this coming friday christmas evening but uh, Joe and I were talking about doing a pub con because Sankar's Tavern. And uh, we were going to use my local pub. And it was always things in flux. And, of course, now, due to the world of COVID, my local pub, which is New York City, shut down all the bars and restaurants right now. But even if they hadn't, they got rid of their party room that was attached to them because they had to cut back on expenses. So uh, I'll... If if, if if whenever a pub con does take place, I'll have to find a new place to do it. Right. But, uh, but so in the post COVID world, though, that sounds like a really good idea. I think that would be actually pretty brilliant. I'd love to see a podcast and stuff going on in the background like that. Oh yeah, that that I, I've done live streams. I think the uh, last North Texas I went to, I didn't go to the one in twenty twenty, even though they held it in person. Uh, but uh, in twenty nineteen. We had the uh, a session of tasting really bad liquor that Chris Dogill was nice enough. Oh to no! <laughs> oh my God! Had uh, Bad Mike, uh, Ben Barsh, and a number of others from the con. We were sitting at the table, and folks would come along, and we grab them, and we're like, "Oh, Ben Burns, take a seat, have this, try it." And we. We, these were these were the little nip bottles, and we were actually pouring the uh, the liquor into the caps, which was more than enough, by the way, to make you feel uh, a little bit buzzed. Oh, uh, not buzz, just really get a feel for how based on that liquor was. Okay. There, there, there was uh, four locos, which was uh, kind of like Fruit Loops, and when I say kind of, it's like if Fruit Loops uh, and Chernobyl. Net, oh, no. In a I vat of horrible uh, vodka, uh, that would probably be better than what we were tasting. But it made for a great time. It really did. That's awesome. Yeah. So, now what have you been up to in this last year? Because I know you have. You've actually uh, taken the reins of 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 the world that's kind of slowed down in in COVID time. But you've been doing a lot of stuff on your end, so I'd like to hear it. Yeah, um, so I kind of decided almost to do the opposite of slowing down. I I just I, I went up to 11, I think, on almost everything. I mean, of course, we've got the cartography commissions there still. And I don't do it because of the commission. I do it because I just love drawing maps. And I think okay. we're probably doing four or five simultaneously at the same time um you know we got the frog guards and necropolis map that we're working on 
um, which I think that they're going to actually uh, kickstart early next year. We've got the uh, Ca uh, Castle Keeper's Guide for Troll Lord Games. We've had the, the city map of Lukatoy for Zagora Games. And these have all been like happening at the same time, you know, overlapping each other. We're actually going to work on a Viking medieval map for um, Gallant Knights games. That's going to be another one that we're going to start working on right now. So I've actually started to really ramp up my personal commissions because I Twitch stream them. And I know that oh, sounds that weird. Uh, because I, and I, 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 the while I like working off camera and more productive off camera, hanging out with friends, and I always say it's a little bit like me just chilling it, like a convention and I'm drawing a map and friends hang out with me and we chat as I draw. And sometimes I'm talking about what I'm doing. Sometimes I'm talking about my techniques. A lot of the time it's just I'm drawing something for, you know, um, Troll Lord Games. And I, I pick friends, people in the chat will start firing back. You should do this. You should do that. You should draw a Brock Tower. And I'm like, what's a Brock Tower? Off to do research. Next minute we're drawing a Brock Tower. <laughs> and that is honestly, I know that this year has been a pretty bad year um but from a twitch perspective from a virtual hanging out with friends perspective i've really just ramped up my in interaction with them through mapping right. so that's a, been a big 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 thing for me um on the flip side though i've also I, I realized and accepted that i only have so much time in the day and there's only so much i can do um and i've started to lean heavily on a guy that we all know as pex and Pex is sort of taking over a vast amount of my social media and my Patreon. So we completely rebooted my Patreon. And so now I'm even more active trying to get like goodies out to my Patreons all of the time. Brush sets, map pieces, you know, tutorials, videos, voiceovers, you know, you name it. And that honestly has been an absolute blast. That's been so much fun. Well, you see... Now, for me, too, I've used 2020 on some level as a reboot. I actually got out the premiere uh, issue of Torchlight. The, the full-size first issue is being held up all because of me, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, and uh, Bad Mike and I have taken our off-and-on-again live stream, which we sometimes did on Wednesdays and sometimes didn't. It's now every Wednesday because we have found that not only do we enjoy, again, socializing with each other, which is something that we've been missing because of this lack of physical conventions, so the lack of meeting in meet space, for lack of a better term. But we notice that there's a lot of interaction from the listeners that get to, to come in. So, like, you're wearing a Tobacon shirt, and, uh, you know, we've... Uh, talked with Angelia over at TotalCon and uh, for TotalCon the Wednesday night before the Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night of Mike and I are going to be doing live streams and we're going to hope to have a special guest each night because I go to conventions for much the same reason you go to conventions Alyssa and that is to meet people uh, I socialize Do I, I, I will run a game or two I will work the uh, table for the frogs because I get to socialize. And I hang out in a bar, not just because I like alcohol, but because I like meeting people and talking to people from the hobby, people that follow the OSR or beyond that in gaming, people that I only see at conventions. Maybe they aren't big on social media, so I don't get the chance to talk to them otherwise. That's why I like conventions. So TotalCon this year is going to be virtual. So... Uh, we, we talked about it, and we were like, why don't we do basically a, a, a Total Con hangout and grab... I think it's a great idea. I think it's grab, a stunning idea. Yeah, we grab, you know, we got a few people that we're not going to name just yet that they're on the list, but they haven't confirmed. Excuse me. But uh, we'd like to get people who can tell stories of the old days of TSR or whatever. Stories that you would probably hear... At the bar in a gaming convention, or, or yeah. over here, or over yeah. here. It might not yeah. be directed at you, but you might overhear it. We'd like to get some of that stuff going because uh, I, I think that is what recharges my batteries when I go to a convention, and and that to me is uh, huge. Uh, 
Vuban666. I go to conventions for the wonderful odors. I only had that issue at my one Gen Con back in 94 because people were sleeping in hotel hallways. But that, <laughs> I, mean, I haven't had that problem at, at, at the conventions. Uh, yes, I probably did spell, uh, misspell Alyssa's name in the title. I'm, I'm sure I did. I can't see it right here where I'm in the room I'm in. But I, I spelled somebody whose name was Tim with an E at the end. So uh, Time Connolly. <laughs> I appreciate John pointing it out. I can't see it either, but honestly, as a small segue, about my entire life, I have had Alyssa misspelled a million times. I've had Faden misspelled and mispronounced a million times. I'm kind of used to it. Used to it. <laughs> it's, it's, and, it's fine. And, and not for nothing. I mean, uh, yes, my name is Tenkar. That's how people know me on social media. But uh, my real last name is is pronounced Steine, but it looks like Stein. I've been called Stein my whole life, or Steiny, or Steeny, or Steiny, and uh, I just whatever. I, I I no longer. I used to get offended when I was in elementary school, and then I got to the point where it's it's not their fault that it's not the quote regular spelling that they're expecting to see. People. I guess my mind was he's Tim assumes it's going to have to be an E at the end because I'm always typing out time for one reason or another. And, and of course, I spell Eric with a K. And who the hell does that? All right? Everybody spells it with a C, unless you're like a Scandinavian, which I'm not. But, you know, we got we got to cause trouble. It's got to make things interesting for people. Mix things up, keep them interesting. You know, in the whole convention thing, too, you were talking about overhearing conversations and such, uh, or in the case of some people watching uh, over-smelling odors. Um, but whatever you go to conventions for, that I'm not going to judge. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but, you know, one thing I love is after you've played a couple of games or won some games or you've been watching a booth and you're probably a little bit tired and you head towards, like, the bar area. And this is one reason why, by the way, that I like TotalCon. And I like Gary Khan a lot because they have wonderful bar areas. And it's not about the drinking. It's like when you come into these locations and you see all of these clusters of friends hanging out and you start to see like uh, it, it could be like some guests. It could be some RPG sort of, you know, celebrities. And you right. see these hanging out and these little buzzes of social interactions going on. I love yep. that. Oh, God. Yeah. And it, and it isn't clickish, you know. They're very accepting of, of com complete strangers, pretty much just eardropping. And going, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh and they're, all, they're, they're all waving to each other. People are going by and they're like, you know, they're talking. Oh, yeah. It's not a click. It's just these no. little islands of conversations you could drift between. And that's yep. wonderful. Even if some of them are handing out nasty drinks, it's still good. Oh, yeah. Well, the nasty drinks is what you go there for. <laughs> Come on. You have a question. How many yeah. completed or partially completed maps are lying in a graveyard folder somewhere on your computer? You know, that's actually a really good question. And because my, my initial response would be, ah, not that many, but I'd be lying because uh, what I used to do back in England, I'm going back decades now when this first started and I wasn't a professional, is I would start city maps and it could be just a pencil outline. Uh, it could, maybe I'd ink it in. Maybe I'd draw the river. And I would stop. For some reason, I would stop and I'd move on. And I think what I was trying to do was like an assembly line. And I was trying to actually get like multiple uh, like maps going at the same stage. And then I, so I could do all of the buildings at the same time, you know. Well, I ended up with dozens. And I didn't realize it until I actually came over here to the United States. I had my belongings shipped over here. And I opened up one day, and I'm talking about a full 10 years after being in the United States, I opened up this folder and there were all of these partially drawn maps. And so um, and so there's, there's at least that side of things. And then I've actually, I always take on like little personal projects that aren't commissions, but the commissions have to win. And so I've got personal projects where let's say I've got an old map that I don't particularly like and I want to redraw it. Well, my new drawing style is extremely detailed and it takes a long time to do. And so I've at least got, well, six layers of one city that are partially or not drawn, but need to be drawn. So I've got dozens. I've got dozens. And most of them are in the personal project category. Occasionally, I'll get a commission that would say, put it on hold. We want to do something else instead. Um, but it's usually personal projects, dozens of them. 
Oh, you got another question. How many hand-drawn maps do yours have not yet been scanned? Uh, that's a really good question, too. So I, 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 the, the truthful answer is not many. And I say that because when I got all of my original maps from England, um, I scanned every one that was worth it. Um, and that was generally all of my finished city maps and some of the partials. I scanned them all right out of the gate because I didn't want to lose them. And I wanted a digital copy. So I actually made great effort to ensure I had a high-risk scan of everything. There are a couple of exceptions. I did a huge, and I'm talking huge city map, on the back of some wallpaper, of all things. Oh, when I was actually still at college. My dad my dad was always, like, wallpapering and, like, decorating and stuff like that. And he had this roll of wallpaper. And I did a massive city map on that. Um, that is still in England. And so that's not scanned. And then I've got, honestly, I, I even I even scanned some of my bad maps, which I'm actually, every month I like to share something with Patreon uh, or my patrons on Patreon like, uh, that I don't really want to share publicly. And so I, I've got a little hopper of those where I'm, I look at them and I go, um, or it was just a weird style I was pursuing. Um, so I've scanned, I want to say, almost everything and then the originals i've actually sent to bill minehart for his little museum oh that's cool but yeah bills he's got the original uh city state map map i think too right so my maps don't compare to that at all but you know it's like if i want to keep my original maps from 30 years ago like in in some kind of safety and prosperity i was like it's got to be bill right so here you go bill i shipped them all to him one day we're, we're vowed. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to give him the history of each one. Wow. Now, here's a question that hasn't been asked, but I'm going to ask you. How did you get into mapping in the first place? What drove you to it? Actually, the answer is fairly straightforward, and it's honest, and it's genuine, and I think it probably speaks to all of us to a degree. So there I am in 84, and I'm aging myself. I acknowledge it. Uh, 83, 84, something like that. And I've got my hands on the box sets of Dungeons and Dragons. And I don't have any scenarios. I don't have anything, right? I'm running it because no one else at school actually knows what it is, but people want to play. And so I have to write my own scenarios. I have to start writing my own adventures. Now, don't get me wrong. Keep on the Borderlands and that type of thing. You know, we, we grab them, we run them, you know, the Caves of Shokant, however it's pronounced. Oh, and, you know, we, yeah. I we, we ran through those. We did play them. But I started to really lean on developing my own games and ergo my own world, heavily inspired by things like Conan the Barbarian and that type of thing, uh, or Krull or Dragon Mass or whatever. You know, it, it was that type of thing. It was a golden era. And I, I was writing my own stuff. And if I'm doing my own world, my own cities, my own places, my own locales, I got a maps. And so I started drawing my own maps. And I started to go to the local library because there was no internet. Right. And I would grab books and get inspiration from them. And I would, you know, and whether it was from like current published works I was getting, like I always remember there was an era that I was heavily inspired by the game Shogun. Shogun had a fold-out map that was a hex map. And I was like, oh, this is an interesting style. And so I started drawing maps that style. But no one was doing cities. So I had to draw my own cities and I just developed a style for it. And so I ended up just drawing dozens and dozens and dozens of cities for me, for my personal game. Skip forward 20 years, uh, Eric, and we're now in the Facebook era. Like it was 2000, something like that, late 2000s. And I stopped role playing for a while. I started getting back into it. So I started joining some Facebook groups. Um, old school war, uh, not old school war gamers, old school wall players, uh, I think was the name of the group that I joined, hanging out with people, talking about Dungeons and Dragons. I'm having a vibe. These are my peeps, right? And one day someone shared one of their maps. And I was like, oh, that's a thing. You can share maps. Well, maybe I should share one of mine. And I, I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely just, you know, so yeah, I'm a little embarrassed, but. It's one of mine. And I shared one of my city maps. And the reaction that I got was people falling out of their seats. They just did. They were just like, oh, what are we looking at here? This is incredible. Do you have any more? 
and I just was like, well, yeah, actually, boom, 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 boom. And, you know, in amongst all of that, someone was like, draw one for me, draw one for me. And then that quickly becomes someone contacting you that happens to be running, you know, a company saying, right. do me one. And that's where, that's where it started. I drew them for myself and it, I just shared them one day and suddenly I'm drawing them for other people. It was never planned. Well, I, I am sure the ones that you consider to be rejects are far beyond the abilities of mere mortal man. Uh, something that that many of us could put out won't even compare to what you consider to be your worst. I, I, I really, really, really appreciate that. Um, and I, I know there was someone actually that gave me a compliment on the Gaxmore map, and I would like yep. to acknowledge that. Um, by also uh, uh, talking about what you just sort of said, and it's like it's strange because one day there was a real life friend of mine who's an artist. And he wanted me, and actually it was kind of goes into Princess Strigger's here, what advice would you give? But I was trying to teach him how to draw city maps uh, because he's, an, he's a traditional artist, okay, and he's really good at it. And I'm trying to teach him to draw maps. And so I'm like, do this and do this and draw the walls and think about the shape of the city, think about the topography. And I'm explaining all of this, and he's following along. And have you ever seen the meme? where it's like how to draw an owl and it's like you draw the outline, you draw the circle for the eyes, then you finish all the rest. And it's like a fully right. finished owl. You know, whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened between three and four? Um, well, I then went into, and now you start drawing the buildings. And it was at that point he went, whoa, 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 whoa. I think this is harder than you think it is. And I think that's the magical step right there. There's something that I either my brain just functions that way or just over the years and years and years of drawing, I, I do it without really thinking about it. And I've started to try and explain in videos, and I'm going to be doing a lot more of this too on my YouTube channel in 2021, is giving little guides about how I now draw these city blocks for Gaxmore, it was it was easy, and I really appreciate the compliment, by the way, because Gaxmore was an incredibly fun map to work on and is going to be always one of my favorites because of that. And I, I could talk for 15 minutes just about Gaxmore and the process behind drawing Gaxmore because we're talking about an original that has actually gone through a further iteration by other cartographers, and now this was going to be the 2020 version of it. So I've got to kick it up a notch into the Alyssa Faden sort of strat stratosphere. But I've got to stay true to the canon, right? I've got to, I, I, I have to have the same buildings in the same locations in the same city shape and so on and so forth. So maybe that one we can talk about another time. But that 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 was a slightly different process because it was canon. Oh, see, I, that, that blows my mind. Because you're right. You are working off of like. I guess when you're working off of somebody else's material, you have to stay true to it, but you have to bring your style to it. And you have a very detailed style. I'm amazed at the work that you've done. And I've spoken with Bill Webb, and Bill Webb gushes over the work that you've done. And uh, it, you know, again, we're I'm a mere mortal. I know my limits. Uh, I'm certainly... Uh, my parents are both, uh, they, they they paint still life and oil color and some watercolor, but uh, I, I don't have that ability. I, I You got to know something. You have to know your limits. Uh, I'm good at talking. So, <laughs> Well, and you know, the, the, so the thing is for me, um, and Peter, uh, PT's asked a great question. We'll get to that right now. But um, the thing for me is I realized when I was literally 11 or 12, um, and I think everyone around me realized that I actually just loved almost doing repetitious drawing. Um, I, I won an art competition in my city by drawing a Roman amphitheater complete with all of the spectators, thousands and thousands and thousands of uh, like little stick figures, thousands of them. And it's like no one else, especially an 11 year old girl, no one's doing that. No. Everyone else is drawing buildings and apples or whatever. And I do the Colosseum. Well, uh, it, because we had one in Chester, you know, where I come from, a Roman ruin of one. So that was my inspiration. And so I draw this thing. And I think that was the very first time that was the point in time where it's like, oh, so if she's going to draw, she doesn't draw particularly well. I, I can't draw a hand or a face or an apple. Right. But thousands and thousands of squiggly shapes and making them into building blocks and little gardens and trees and ponds. This I can do. And it's just, it's, it's a time thing. And Eric, I mean this when I say, 
I realize that my brand is not one of just churning out stuff. I don't brand myself by saying this is a four hour map or I, I created six maps today. You know, I don't brand myself on just churning out dungeon maps. Anyone can do dungeon maps. You know, some people do them very well. I'm not going to knock it. But my my shtick is if I'm going to do a dungeon map, I'm going to lay stories and little Easter eggs in there and ridiculous amounts of detail still. I want you to look at it and see things six months later that you never saw to begin with. Those are the only types of maps I like doing. And things like overland maps and city maps just let me off the hook. And Gaxmore has that in spades. If I'm going to draw Gaxmore, my style, I'm going to have a little dead chariot rider in the amphitheater. I'm going to have dead bodies piled up on the steps because the description says there were. I'm going to read the descriptions and I'm going to draw it on the map. I don't care what size it prints at. I'm putting the detail in there because that's what I do. So that's my brand now. So would that be the uh, particular map that you're going to hold in high regard? I mean... Uh... That's, that's actually... That's a difficult question to answer and for different reasons. Um, and I don't think I can do one. I think there are a few. Um, so uh, indulge me if I give you like my top three. Um, and I tend to hold them equal for different reasons. And that's why it's hard to push one away from the others. One is actually honestly Gaxmore. Um, I, 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 and it's not my most complex map, but it is one of my most detailed maps just the personality that is within it and after going after two iterations of other cartographers i'd like to feel that you could look at the gaxmore map and say that's gaxmore and yet it's completely unlike any other gaxmore that you've ever seen and i feel like that i put a good mark on that one i feel proud of it um teagle i would have to do for fog god games only because it was a 12 foot map and yeah i mean that's, that's ridiculous I I, I ran it at North Texas with a laser pointer, and uh, I, I have I have sciatica, so my ability to bend down and move miniatures was like zero. But thankfully, I had th I had very great players that were willing to move the minis on that map, and I did not run it at all using beyond just the basic of what it was. Teagle is a funhouse, but I used your art to inspire me as to what was waiting in each room. That's how I ran it because to me that spoke, and <clears throat> the, the Teagle's a classic adventure. Don't get me wrong, but as written, it was initially the, the version was a dry version, and that was a copy I had with me. I didn't have the Frog God version, but your art, your detailing, I was just like, I know exactly what this room is. I know exactly what's going on here. I know exactly how to engage my party and, and give them the time that they want. And that really was remarkable. And again, to see a 12-foot mat laid out on the floor uh, is amazing. I, I don't think... I, I, I would own it myself, except that Rach would probably not let me hang up a 12-foot map on my wall. I don't think my ceiling is high enough anyway. But... Uh, well, and so the, like the size of Teagle definitely is unique, right? And so I, I do like to pin a, a little bit of um, um, pride on that. But it, 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 it's I think I think any map, and here's the deal: any map where I can say I've done something other cartographers are not doing um, is one I'm going to be proud of, and not in an elitism kind of way. There's a lot of great cartographers out there that have their brand. Their, their style, and they do it exceptionally well. Well, mine is, I, I if I'm going to do something like Teagle, then every room is going to be its own little adventure. And the fact that, like, so anyone can knock out a kitchen and, and like, at a battle map scale and do so, like, uh, very, very quickly. 15 minutes later, kitchen, moving on. Well, not me. Not me. I'm going to draw that kitchen for four hours. And it, I'm going to have flour on the floor with footsteps in it. I'm going to have old pies on the table with knives and forks scattered around. I'm going to have a personality. I'm going to have, like, uh, washing, uh, like, plates, etc. in the sink, half washing with the water. And I want you to look at every room and go, oh, oh, look at this. 
oh, look at this. Like even bedrooms that had no description. I would have a bed in there and there'd be a blooded knife on the table next to it. And it's like for you running the game, you go, I could put, I could put a little story behind there this. There you go. And that's that's what I do. So that's my number two pick. Lastly, and I know that John's got a question here, but lastly, my third one would honestly be the ones that I did for Fallen Empires, I believe, James Carpio, back in around 2012, 2013. And they're the maps that look like scarab beetles with their wings spread out and their city maps. You oh, might that, was the, that was the DCC RPG setting that he uh, kickstarted. Right, right. Okay. And they were, I originally provided them two in black and white. He only wanted black and white. Years later, I colored them. And they're visually one of the most out of the box, striking city maps. Like people look at them and go, oh, wow. You know? And so I'm proud of those. And they were originally ink on paper, too. Um, I'm proud of those only because they were so unique. Like, no one's drawn cities like that before. And they make people's heads turn. Every time they walk past the booth, if they're hanging up, they go, ah! You know, and I love that. All right, so, John, I really struggle with making maps, especially cities. What do you use as visual references? I would like to make cities inspired by history. Actually, so that's, no, that's really good. And you can do cities inspired by history. I've done Luxembourg uh, Castle. It's a star fortress. I've done um, Dubrovnik, which was one of the filming locations for Game of Thrones. And do you know how I did those? Google Maps. I really? Google Maps. I got, and I zoomed them in on my screen so it felt good. Screen capture. I opened up my particular choice of drawing material, which is Photoshop. Resized them in Photoshop until I got a good composition. Now, of course, the, the thing about these is they're going to, like, you know, modern cities are going to spill beyond walls. They're going to feel very modern. But I was able to trace wall shapes. I did the same with ancient Athens, too, by the way. I got the shape of the wall correct. I got the main gates positioned right. Uh, with Dubrovnik, I was even drawing little boulders where they are today in the water. It gives you a very unique harbor shape with Dubrovnik. I got all of that right. The wall shape is very unique. I traced all of that. Then you could throw away what I like to call the trace layer. You've got your main streets and main sort of locations, like maybe an old church, and you go, yeah, that would have been there in fantasy times. And then you, you can just fill in the blanks. And for inspiration of filling in blanks, honestly, I don't look at anyone else because my style is so unique. For me, it has been one of, I like a negative space for my roads. So I don't draw roads unless there's no buildings around them. The buildings will define your roads for you. You're drawing abstract shapes for city blocks, collection of roofs versus individual buildings. If you get too mired down into individual buildings, you're going to have lots and lots and lots of rectangles on the map. It's going to look like crap. So it, it, I, I start to fill neighborhoods with these random shapes and suggestions of alleyways and things like that. And I work neighbor, neighborhood by neighborhood. And honestly, that that's all that I do. That's pretty uh, damn good. Now, uh, Night Heron, is there a particular map or setting that you would like to draw that you haven't had the chance to yet? Yeah, and I don't think it's going to happen. So uh, the Overlord, um, City of the Overlord. Is that, have I got the right name there? Uh, Judges Guild? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'd like to do that one. Honestly, I'd like to redo, um, is it Bard's Gate by Frog God? They, yeah. they had that flagship city a couple of years ago. I'd love to do my take on that, but I know that probably wouldn't happen. But you know the big one? You know the real big one? Um, what, what's the one with the spaceship? I'm forgetting it now in my head. The old one with the egg on the map. Um, oh, I own it. I own the bloody scenario. People are going to remember. I, I, help me out in chat. What's the one yeah, with the spaceship? I, I, and everyone's a, it's a fantasy map, but you go oh, on board and actually okay. it's a Blackmore. No, not Blackmore. No? All right, then I don't know either. Expedition to the Barrier Peaks. Come on, people. Oh, oh on. well. You call yourself nerds, hand in your back. Yeah, but you were saying city. Yeah, but, but, but maps that I would like to draw, I would love to do Expedition to the Barrier Peaks. That would be awesome. That, that My style. That was a fun, wacky adventure to run back in the day. 
when when I, I really didn't own too many adventures because you know, it was expensive when you were a teen. Four fifty was not was not cheap, and these were usually written for tournaments. So then you'd get them and get it home and go, "Oh shit, that's gonna fuck my party up if I use it as written." But you had to play it as written because that's what you did back then. And if they come out, they'd load it down with laser rifles and stuff. Yes. It's like, oh, no, no, we really <laughs> screw up the game. Yeah, it was a unique one for sure. But I would love to do that. That one and uh, the Overlord one. And, like, honestly, just the, the big the big names, the big um, titles, I, I would love to do those. Um, only to put my spin on it, you know, because I think my spin is – is unique. Uh, Tell the Comet. That is Jeff Talanian's, uh, right? For Axe. Somebody's left saying Princess Draga. I feel like Tale the Comet is a spiritual sequel to Expedition to the Barrier Peaks. Now I'm going to make a, a true confession. I own a shit ton, probably a metric shit ton, since I'm talking to somebody who's a native Brit, and of, of modern OSR. Uh, releases, and I've probably scratched the surface of about 10% of it. I buy way more often than my personal schedule allows me to read, but I have to because... It's about owning them. It's about looking yeah. at them on the shelf yes. and you smile inside. Draw the map and get somebody to write Expedition to the Border Tetons. No, that's... Oh, yeah. That's always an option. I guess what? If you draw it, they will come. Oh. I, you know, I, I actually have been tempted to do that type of thing. If there was a project, honestly, that I would love to get involved in, it would be something like that. That I draw a map, and there's maybe a few writers, like, you know, good writers that get the work done, and I right. go, here, let, let's do something with that. I, I would love to do something like that. Well, I would think, and I'm just spitballing here, but I think that if you drew a map with the idea that others would draw the inspiration from your map to uh, create the adventure, I think that that would fly really well. I think that you know enough creative people in the industry. It'd be a fun project. I'd love to do something like that. Uh, oh, Peck said he, he, he dropped good money for the Keep on the Borderlands by Alyssa. Well, uh, we could, it could be uh, keep on the land to the border. Come on, we got to. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Joe wants to know: uh, Did you say what mapping program you use? I think uh, I did not. Um, I think I hinted at it. Um, so I used to draw ink on paper up to about ten years ago, and then. I actually got a Cintiq 24-inch HD Touch. It's basically a touch monitor, and they exist in spades nowadays. The Wacom, or Wacom, I think it's meant to be pronounced as, but I hate saying that. The Wacom um, brand is actually pretty darn expensive, and it's expensive because they're touch-capable. You don't oh. need it. Um, you just need one that you could draw on. Huon, H-U-I-O-N have very affordable lines, larger than 24-inch, for less than $1,000. They just don't have touch, don't need it. So you can now take a pen, and where's my pen? She says after, oh, here it is. You can take just a regular uh, you know, stylus and draw on the screen directly. So it has a very natural feel. But digitally, blows the socks off ink on paper, and I've done both because... You can do take backs. You can do erasing. You can move things around if things go wrong. Um, so digital will free you up. And then you just need a digital software to draw in. I happen to draw in Photoshop, but GIMP, Procreate, any of these will work just as well. This, this is the decade. This is the time where drawing digitally is affordable and you've got the tools that actually can come completely free. So this is a great time to get into it. Wow. I want you know, drawing. Well, you know, and that's, that's what's changed a lot of things. So recent technology, and I think just even this year, the pandemic is going to push a lot of things fast forward. Even art, because it's easier to share art that's digitalized than it is in physical format. 
people aren't probably going to uh, art shows and such. Uh, tabletop role-playing, everybody wants digital material for and maps for their VTT. You know, uh, it's going to be an interesting to uh, see where we are a year from now after all this. We'll see what kind of technologies have caught up. I, I completely agree. Uh, honestly, I feel a little bit behind the curve. Um, and Joe uh, definitely could talk about campaign cartographer. Uh, but I feel that they're almost a little bit behind the curve in a way with the Cintiq 24-inch HD Touch, only because nowadays there are cheaper, better, arguably, options. Wacom is a great brand. They do great stuff. But they're also extremely bloody expensive. And then I see people just, like, splashing out $800 and they're getting the same results. It's like, this is a beautiful time to be alive in that respect. I, I still remember uh, experimenting with bulletin boards with a, a dial-up modem 300 board on my Commodore 64. So you talked about dating yourself before. I'm going to really solidly date myself on, on, on that shit. Oh, my God. But... Uh, yeah, well, okay, so funny enough, dating ourselves, right? You know, so Joe just brought up campaign cartographer and everything. So uh, I actually genuinely, I went from ink on paper and it was a very natural progression in the early era of computers when Pro Fantasy released their first campaign cartographer one in the little white binder with the little discs inside. I still own that. Um, that it was very natural to go in that direction. Um, and Pro Fantasy have great tools. I've met the Pro Fantasy guys. I've sat down and broken bread with the Pro Fantasy guys. I have nothing but positive things to say about them. I had a collection of probably about 20, 20 Pro Fantasy discs. Uh, they come in these little sort of disc holders. Right. Um, up until about mm, seven years ago, I used Pro Fantasy a lot they are great tools and yes something that is definitely viable for creating maps uh the reason why i got rid of them is my i i am freer to do what i want and make it look unique hand drawing and i'm not going to get that using something like pro fantasy you can get great results brilliant results that are, are, are adequate for publishing and perfect for home use very quickly bit of a learning curve but it's a good tool that I used for at least 20 years and then until I didn't want to use it anymore. But it's it, they're, they're solid. I have a brush pack on Pro Fantasy. So, you know, that's how much I believe in it. Nice. So now what are you doing now? What are your current projects? What are you what are you delving into? All right, so I've got a few things going on, and I don't know how I got into this situation, Eric, but uh, apparently I always have a few things overlapping. Um, I just literally wrapped up on a city map for Zagora Games, um, which looks beautiful. It's based on the Mediterranean, so unique coloring. I am working on Frog God Games' um, Necropolis. That's going to be the big drive here. That There'll be a lot of that coming out of me. Um, I'm still working on the Castle Keeper's Guide for Troll Lord Games. That's 12 maps, and I'm drawing all on one canvas right now. I'm going yeah. into calling, actually, on that one tonight on stream. So, at least, oh, and then we've got, let me get this right, um, Sea Kings of the Whale Roads or something like that. It's called for Gallant Night Games, and it's a Viking map. So we've got four maps going all at the same time. I'm kind of kicking down the road. And then next year, I've got a client that actually wants me to draw my maybe the largest city map I've ever drawn ever. So that will be dominating the middle of the year. You've got your hands full. And on top of that, you've got a, a, a Christmas uh, promotion that you've been doing. Uh, now, this I, 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 want, I want to hear about because I do always our Christmas every year. Uh, but I want to hear what you got going. Okay, um, so the, this is the 12 days of Elizabeth, and it, it's it's partly a way of giving back to my patrons and Twitch subscribers, um, and it's partly a way of giving back into the world in general. So it, we're doing two main things. 
One is each day that I stream and actually some other times as well on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, we're doing a daily giveaway. So last week, for example, we did five giveaways. Now it can be one of my canvas prints on Noble Dwarf. It could be uh, a cup uh, with one of my maps on it, a t-shirt, a hoodie. Uh, you get to pick, you know, each day is a, is a different theme. Last Friday, signed copies of some of my, of lean the other way, uh, that way. Uh, 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 anyway, collection behind me. Um, signed copies of some of my Call of Cthulhu books. I've got a Call of Cthulhu book um, that I did for Golden Goblin Press called uh, Island of Ignorance. I've got a signed copy of that I'm going to give away. So each day for the 12 days of Elysimus, we're doing a giveaway and Twitch or one of my other channels. So watch out for that. We're in the second week. Also as part of this, for the entire month of December, I'm going to give a quarter of everything I earn on Twitch, on Patreon and on my merchandising sales to Toys for Tots. And I've got some industry um, leading personalities, um, such as Stefan Pacorni, who are going to match me dollar for dollar. So we've currently got a Toys for Tots page up uh, on the official site. And some people have given a little bit ahead of time, but just after Christmas, I'm going to tell everyone what I've actually managed to raise this month. And we've got something like half a dozen people or so right now that are going to match me dollar for dollar, and we're going to donate it all for Toys for Tots. Well, that, and I'll say, I'll tell you this much: when you do a match, um, it really does encourage people. I've I've done that right now. I'm doing a match uh, with uh, for for Stray Cats. Uh, oh God, I hate to say this, man. I'm. I'm I am I am having a blank as to the creator of uh, the DCC uh, Weird West RPG that's coming out. I'm not, I can picture his goddamn face. And I can't picture your name right now. Senility at 53. There, I threw my age out there to be uh, to be real. <laughs> but uh, uh, the tavern is matching the first 250 that members of the tavern uh, raise. Well, actually, we're matching the first 500. I guarantee that we'll match at least 250, even if we don't hit 250. Because here's the thing. If money is tight for Joe Schmo or, you know, some, some random person, but they can come up with $5, I, I feel that it is only right, especially if you're part of my community, where we make your $5 go even further. And, I, and to have all these other people coming along and saying, Whatever your people raise will also help match. That's that's awesome. That's what community is all about. You know, I, I and I've mentioned this on on other podcasts that I've done, but there's there's a small segment. I guess I can't say of the community. There's a small segment in the hobby that claim that the the OSR is not a community. Uh, all to respect, uh, those people can go fuck themselves because it obviously is a community. You can see it when you gather in groups at conventions, when you gather virtually, when you gather in uh, your Facebook groups and people watch your streams. It is a community. They're absolute communities. They absolutely, absolutely are. 100%. And I, I, I'll be honest. I mean, and I don't like doing this, but I wrote to, let's say, you know, a dozen folks saying, hey, if I do this, would you match me or at least donate something? Everyone. Everyone was like, yeah, of course, no problem. You know, Luke Gygax was like, yeah, sure, no problem. Gary Cam will match you dollar for dollar. And it's like, that, that, that's, that's heartwarming. That's brilliant. It's inspiring. So no matter what happens this year, no matter how much I raise, I'm doing it again next year. It's, oh. it's, it's brilliant. Awesome. Well, listen, I'll tell you right now, next year, reach out to me. Okay. The tavern will put some uh, dollars behind that. Too. I'll do that, my friend. Thank you. So... Wow. It, it, now, I'm going to go totally off the rails because, as we said in the beginning, we have not hung out in over a year. We have not spent time doing our usual stuff. In your case, um, like dressing up in authentic armor, I still have a great visual of that going, how the hell did she travel with that suit? 
That's what I got. Actually, I want to ask you that question. Was that? It was obviously it wasn't carry-on luggage. You must have had to check that. Nah, I shipped it. I shipped it. Ah. I okay. shipped it. I, I actually, so I packed it all up in this big, huge box. The mailing company didn't know what they were dealing with. Big, huge Lurika segmentata armor, Roman helmet, sword, and yeah. all of the paraphernalia that goes with it, all piled up into a big box with foam and everything. Uh, the box, seriously, was was huge. It, it was just it's massive, massive, massive box. Uh, but the Lurika actually collapses down on itself, which helps. And okay. then... Um, I mailed it. I'd like FedExed that thing to Bad Mike. And he put it in his truck when he was bringing it to the convention, when he was actually like moving all of the frog guard stuff. And Bad oh, Mike wow. has still got my armor actually in his warehouse oh. right now. Oh, so Bad Mike has a. Oh, since we're going to. All right. So Bad Mike still has a taser of mine that uh, I inadvertently flew out to one of the conventions with, and it was not uh, found uh, Ooh, in, in wow. New York. So I, as I am searching my bag the night before flying back, I do a, oh, shit, what the fuck is this doing here? And I'm like, uh, yeah, Mike, you drove, right? Because, yeah, they tossed us in your truck. Because I, I, I guess in New York they must have been rushed, but I figured – uh, in Wisconsin, they weren't going to be as rushed, and I didn't want to have to explain it. I, I couldn't explain it. If they had found it on the way out, I would have been like, no clue why it's in my bag. <laughs> yeah, honest guff. I don't know why I've got a taser with me. Uh-huh. Come with uh -huh. me. <laughs> yeah, but it was cheap, and you can get it at 13deals.com. <laughs> just saying. But, uh, yeah, no, I was like, oh, my God. So, yeah, I, I think you'd have an easier time explaining traveling with the armor, but thank God you didn't have to. But, uh, yeah, I think Dad Mike is the repository of a lot of things that... He definitely uh, is. He definitely is. He, uh, he, uh, and he's great. He's got such a good soul for, for actually tracking all of this stuff. Um, but, yes, Bad Mike is hoarding arms and armor. He is a prepper for sure. H arms, armor, and a taser, apparently, plus some artwork and board games I, it, like over at um game hole con the last time so what we're talking about 2019 yeah yeah um i i look going to the auction on that one and i walked away with this a complete set of hate the board game i didn't even want hate the board game but i'm bidding on it and now i've got it and it's huge boxes upon boxes and i'm like what am i gonna do with this i can't put this in luggage no. Bad Mike, can you take this to the warehouse? Well, he's he's still got it, of course. So he's just accruing things over the years. You know when you watch like a like like I don't know a movie and they show that this is the government warehouse where stuff from you know <laughs> like maybe uh, some lost ark or something where it just yeah, goes yeah. On that, that, on. that that is the North Texas warehouse. Now I've been there and you walk down it and you go, oh my god, how. It's what you would want if, well, you were a gamer and be able to walk to a shelf, a random shelf, and go, my God, there's going to be a stack of like, I don't know, six, 7,000 Judges Guild books here that I could just, most of them still in the shrink. Wow. And you look at that and you're like, oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, it's like it's like nerd heaven. Mike has a great collection. Thanks to all of you. Thank you. That's that's Jennifer Glazer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's, the, she's not wrong. Uh, now, uh, hey, maybe Bad Mike will give some of that away on Wednesday when we do our uh, next talk in Crit. We gave away some prizes last week and some things from the uh, the warehouse. So, yeah, like a Roman helmet. Oh, oh no, no, I don't have a Roman. Although I could say, Mike, if you could look for a Roman helmet, if you could find a way to ship it, I think it has to go back to Alyssa. You might not be, you might not be able to ship the uh, the armor right now. I don't know if you have a box big enough. You might be able to get your helmet. Uh, God only knows. John Miller calling it the vault. I, you know what? I, again, I've been to the warehouse. I wouldn't quite call it the vault, but it is certainly a a place with a lot of uh, great gaming material. It's, it's it's a wonder to see. So, well, Alyssa, this has been awesome. 
And I think I'm going to speak for everybody who's been watching live is that we got to do this again because you generate nice questions. You really do. People, uh, not, not that any of us can learn your secret because when you reach your level of talent, it's also a God-given gift. Uh, some part of that is you can learn a lot of it, but that extra percent that puts you over the top, you know, it, that's what that 12-year-old you knew that you had. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. I, I will say that I have no problem sharing um, my my style, my approach, um, or anything about my mapping at all. I, 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 I it's just, this is a hobby. We're all in this together and I will share. Um, I am sharing more and more and more on my Twitch, but also my Patreon. Um, feel free to follow me over there. I'm doing monthly guides all of the time. And also we're going to be uh, growing my YouTube channel. Uh, I've been neglected over this last year or so. It's had several months worth of work put into it um, uh, recently just to clear it all up. We're now in the process of releasing guides and me reviewing my own maps. Um, I'll do oh, that channel since 2021. Doing, do your own critique. That's I'm going to be... do my own critique. Alyssa critiques Alyssa. And so we're going to start releasing those as well. So 2021 is going to be exciting. And I encourage you. I mean, again, I don't like doing a sell at all. But for five bucks a month on Twitch or five bucks a month on Patreon, you get access not only to all of this stuff. And I give you monthly things back. I give you tool sets and brush sets. But I'm also doing guides uh, every month, at least one or two every month. This is how I draw this. This is how I draw that. And you, you get access to it and my private Discord channel. So you can come hang out. And I invite people to sort of say, hey, how would you draw this? And I'll do it. I'll show you how I would draw it. I'll do it live for you. I'll record it. Uh, because you give me inspiration about what you want to know about. So come hang out, and I would love to share my techniques. All right. So Alyssa Faden. Like, what's your yeah, Twitch so name? Alyssa Faden. L, uh, well, actually, so you should be able to see it under my name here, spelled correctly. So all of my social channels are like Instagram, Alyssa Faden, Facebook, Alyssa Faden, and Twitch, forward slash Alyssa Faden. Um, same on YouTube. So just look for Alyssa Faden on any of those channels. If you're watching on YouTube, the uh, I guess uh, the notes on YouTube, the description box should have links to Alyssa's Patreon and her Twitch. If you are listening on the podcast, I will include those links in the show notes. And uh, I, I well, at least I feel like I've, I've rejuvenated some of my convention battery. I I finally because we would probably have had a very similar uh, conversation. If we were going to conventions, maybe not exactly, but we would have covered up some of these topics. That's for sure. No, and I've really appreciated this. And uh, socially, Eric, I've got the same vibe from it. Um, I, I love doing this from the point of view of just sitting down and chatting with you. And we don't get to do this enough. At the conventions, you're manning the booth. I sit yep. down with you and your darling wife. We maybe exchange five minutes and then I'm off because I'm running a game or I'm in a game or something's going on. So it's always very whirlwind. This has been great just to sit, chill, and chat, and I love doing that. Well, I I, I told you before we uh, started, I said, if, if you've never seen a fireside chat, we don't have bullet points. We don't have a, a, a script. We don't have come in it with like having done research. Well, I didn't have to do research. I know Alyssa. But what, I'm, what I mean to say is we come into it with the idea that we're going to have an honest-to-God conversation and see where it goes. And, and I think we've done that. And we really appreciate everybody in the comments on the live stream because you gave us some really good questions, really good things that uh, Alyssa could address. So, again, um, uh, well, here, we're going to throw this out to Pex. Pex. Uh, Alyssa's welcome back whenever she wants to return. Uh, we'll leave it up to you to schedule it because you know. I, I would love to. I would. I would love to. Honestly, I don't get to hang out with you enough. I don't get to hang out with Skeeter uh, enough, and all of the, these guys. And I think we all we're kind of a, on a level where we're kind of all doing our own thing. We're all sort of super busy, and I think we're like, oh, no, she'd be too busy. And we just we're off. We're doing other things. I would love to hang out again. We didn't even talk about history or no, we didn't. Or, or painting. 
Hey, listen, maybe you're wearing a Totalcon shirt. Maybe you can be one of our special guests during uh, our Totalcon stream. I, I would love to. Angelia has contacted me and said, hey, you know, hey, will you be a guest? Yes, of course I will, Angelia. I love you. And she was like, will you want something to do something? So count me in. I, we'll do it. Awesome. All right. Uh, talking about live streams, uh, Bad Mike and myself, 8 p.m., this Wednesday, which is, what, the 23rd of December, Mike and Liz Stewart are our special guests. So that should be a lot of fun. And uh, something that's probably been off and on talked about between uh, the Stewarts and myself since I started doing my solo podcast. But I'm really glad to get them to come on with Mike and me because we're going to have a blast. Now, and, is that and time, Eric? You said 8, 8, 8, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we asked Liz if she would drop an F-bomb. She said she might drop an S-bomb or two just to make us happy. But So if you want to hear Liz Stewart curse and not because she dropped something, tune in and hopefully we can we, we, we can give you the Stewarts uncensored. Nice. All right. Folks, as always, thank you. Be safe. Be well. God bless. Roll those dice. And I will talk with you all, God willing, tomorrow. Again, Alyssa, thank you. And thank thanks you. for all. Thanks to everybody who uh, who hung out with us live. Appreciate it. Later's.